Uh, well, guys, if you brought your Bibles this morning, um, we're going to be in Psalm 115 is what I'm going to read from. Uh, typically, we try to put as much Scripture on screen. That kind of happened uh, when, when kind of COVID happened. We we're like, we're going to put as much Scripture on the screen where you don't have to turn, especially those at home. Uh, but we are going to use, I'm, there's a section I'm going to read to you out of Psalm 115. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn there. It'll be helpful. I'll get there in a minute. Um, but this morning, I want to share three things with you uh, about uh, this spiritual transformation. Uh, that we've been talking about. And specifically, I want to talk to you about worship, okay? Uh, worship and its role in this process. So the very first thing out the gate you need to know, kind of the, the big uh, banner over, over the morning, is that uh, worship changes us. That worship changes us. We're going to talk about spiritual transformation. We're going to say God's goal is for you to be uh, transformed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, if we're going to talk about that, we have to start with this truth uh, that worship is a big part of that. <clears throat> worship changes us, okay? Now listen, there's no arguing that throughout Scripture, uh, we're, we're told, we're kind of commanded to worship God and to worship Him alone, right? I mean, I mean that begins in, in the Ten Commandments. Uh, Ten Commandments begin, God says this, He says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, uh, out of the place of slavery, don't have any other gods besides me. And somebody uh, reads that and they say, okay, yeah, pastor, but that's not about worship. Well, read on. Uh, read the next two verses, uh, verse 4 and 5. He says, don't make an idol for yourself, whether in the shape of anything, in the heavens above, or the earth below, or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow in what? In worship to them, and do not serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And so God says, uh, first commandment, um, like, I am God, worship me alone. You'll have no other gods. When God says, you'll have no other gods, and then he immediately says, don't make an image for yourself, don't make an idol for yourself, he says, don't, don't worship anything other than me. You worship me. I'm God. I'm creator. Worship me and me alone. So that's kind of where it begins with this commandment of God. But Scripture's not just full of commands to worship God. It's also full of calls to worship God and encouragement to worship God. The Psalms, for crying out loud. I could have picked uh, probably 50 verses from the Psalm this morning. Okay, I just picked one. It's one of my favorites. Psalm 95.6. Come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord our, our maker, right? And, and the Psalms over and over and over call people to worship. Jesus talked about worship in the New Testament with the woman at the well. You remember that conversation in John chapter 4? He says to her, uh, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So even our Lord and Savior talked about the importance of worship. So here is my question for you this morning. All right? Why is that? Why does God desire? Why does he talk so much about worship again and again and again throughout his word? Why? I'm going to tell you two primary, there's a lot of little reasons, but there's two primary reasons, okay? Number one is because he deserves it. Because he deserves it. He and he alone, right? He's the creator of all that we see, all that we don't see. He's holy, he's righteous, he's love. I mean, all those things. Like, God and God alone deserves worship. So why does, why does God talk about worship? Why does he call us to worship? Why does he command us to worship? First and, and foremost, because he's God and he deserves it. But secondly, second major reason God calls us to worship, talks about it all the time, is because he knows that we need it. Because he knows that we need it. Here's a really important spiritual truth you should just jot down somewhere, okay? It, it, it is absolutely true. And, and uh, it's, it, this is extra. This is no extra charge. Ready? Huge, important spiritual truth. We become 
like the things we worship. All right? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, say that again. We become like the things that we worship. All right? So why, 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 why did God call me over and over to worship him and him alone? Because God knows that we need worship. And he knows that we need to worship him alone because God knows the spiritual truth that we become like the things we worship. Uh, in Psalm 115, uh, Psalm 115, starting in verse 1, I'm going to read through verse 8. Uh, it says this, it says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your faithful love, because of your truth. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven, and he does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths, but they can't speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they can't hear. Noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. Feet, but cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throats. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. I actually like the ESV translation of that a little better of verse 8. It's on the screen for you. Those who make them become like them. And so do all who trust in them. We become like that which we worship. We do. Don't believe it. Take a hard look at your life. Look at somebody that you've idolized. Look at their patterns of behavior. You'll see that you begin talking the same way that they talk. Any, anybody watch t a little bit too much TV? Come on, be honest, right? Come on, uh-huh. Uh, and it doesn't, you can always tell uh, what series somebody is binging on uh, based on how they talk, right? Uh, we, we, have, we have phrases in the office. Catherine uh, spent a little time watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, came in and said, yep, yep, yep. I was like, yep, that's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you can tell if I've been watching too much of the office because I'm going to say what I shouldn't say. Um, and she said it. And, uh, and I, like, it just... Uh, it's it's going to happen, right? We, we become like the things that we spend time fixing our affections on. That's what we become, right? And, 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 and get this. This is, this is why God says worship is so important. Because he knows that. And that's why God says worship me and me alone. Because get this, if we will worship him and him alone, then we will be changed into his image not the things of the world. Isn't that awesome? And that's what the verses we talked about last week were about. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It says, this is your true worship. Don't be conformed to this age, all the stuff around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. In 2 Corinthians three eighteen, right? that we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is spirit. See, the more that we gaze upon the glory of God, the more that we ponder his goodness and his love, the more that we sing about his majesty and, and power, the more that we stand in awe of God, the more likely we are to surrender to that God. And the more and more we surrender to that God, the more and more we will be changed into his likeness. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. So guys, that's our first point this morning. I want you to know that worship changes us. 
We're going to talk about spiritual transformation. We're going to say, hey, it's a new year. God wants a new you. You start right here with worship. Worship changes us. Number two, I, I want you to know, though, that the Bible uh, tells us there's a, a biblical expectation for believers to worship in community. We're going to talk about worship. You need to know there's a biblical expectation for worshipers to worship, or for believers to worship in community. Uh, so we, we, we quoted kind of at last week, the beginning of the series, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3. I just read to you earlier from Psalm 95, 6. All right? So it, let's start with Psalm 95, 6. The psalmist write, come, let's, let us worship and bow down. That's about community, right? Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, this is our spiritual act of worship. And then it goes on, uh, verse 3, 5, 6, 7, uh, to talk about the community or the body of believers known as the church. It, it, it says, this is your spiritual act of worship. And then he immediately talks about the community known as the church. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 begins with, we all with unveiled faces. It, it's a community worshiping God together. We are not meant to worship God in isolation. Not that it, it's not important to have those moments, right? You and God alone on a mountaintop. That's important. Jesus withdrew and was alone with his father. And we do worship there as well. But that's not enough. I want you to hear me. God's goal is for you to worship with other believers. That's God's goal for your life, right? He expects it. He in, intends it. Uh, perhaps one of the best instructional verses on, on worship in the church is found in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, and starting in verse 19 through 21 is what I'll have on the screen. But verse 18 actually begins by saying, Be wise, not unwise. Be filled with the Spirit. And then it says this, uh, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. You go, man, that sounds like a church service. Exactly. That's where we figure out what church service looks like, Ephesians 5. Okay, notice the two phrases I highlighted there. What do they both say? They both have the phrase, one another, in them. Speaking to who? One another. All right, so this isn't just a private act. And then it says, submitting to one another. Right, community is a huge part of this expectation of worship. Worship changes us, but that change is meant to happen in community. It all goes back to kind of our, our first point, right? The more that we gaze upon the glory of God, the more that we uh, think about the things of God, the more that we um, sing about uh, the love and the forgiveness that God offers, the more that we're transformed into his image, right? That is true, but other people are a part of that transformation process. That's God's design. It's God's design, which kind of brings us to our last point. And it's this. Because we are changed through corporate worship, it is crucial that we regularly attend and participate in church. All right, let me say that again. Because we are changed through corporate worship, it is crucial that we regularly attend and participate in church. Okay? Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. You guys are familiar with this, many of you. It says, And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other all the more as you see the day approaching. I love that. Not neglecting to gather together. Like, you gotta, you gotta come together. And why? The, the passage tells you why. Ready? Because we need to be changed by each other. 
right? It, it, it literally says, right, let us consider uh, one another in order to provoke love and good works. Say, man, I need you to provoke me to love better, right? Because I'm not going to do that on my own. Like, when I'm on my own, I'm just out in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I can just be me, and I don't have... But, but when I'm with you, I'm, I'm, I'm challenged to be better, right? So we provoke one another on to love and, and on to good deeds. It says in the bottom, encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we don't neglect gathering together so that we can change, so that we can provoke one another toward love and good deeds, so that we can be encouraged to do better, and we need that. I need that. You need that. We need the encouragement of the body of Christ to press on and to change into the image of Jesus. Now, the last part of that third point. Can we go back to that third point for a second? See that on the screen? Maybe I'm throwing them for a loop. Uh, nope. Back to the third point. There we go. Uh, so, so listen, that last part, it says, it says this. It's crucial that we regularly attend, and then it says, and participate in church. I, I wrote that on purpose because I want to talk to you about why that, that's important. Um, so here is the deal. Uh, how, I, well, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, okay, I won't call you out. But let me just tell you, my college experience uh, was the tale of two cities, okay? That's what it was. I was actually in multiple cities, but anyway, it was the tale of two cities, right? So, so I had early college that I didn't do so hot in, and that was when Jason uh, was enrolled in college and occasionally showed up for class, okay? So... If you're enrolled in college and you occasionally show up for class, I'm just going to tell you now, you can be pretty smart, uh, and it don't matter, okay? Because you will fail that professor's test uh, or, or, or barely skim by. And so early on, early college, I skimmed by. I kind of, I was like, ah, whatever. My GPA doesn't matter. It, it, it wasn't awesome. Uh, then I, I, met, uh, I met my lovely wife who encouraged me, hey, you idiot, you're paying for this. You should actually go. And I thought... Maybe I'll try that. And, and uh, when you go to class and you participate and you listen and you take notes, suddenly I graduated with, with like almost a 4.0, which is crazy. Uh, it's crazy. So if you look at my pre-Hope uh, GPA and my post-Hope GPA, tale of two cities, big time, right? And the difference was that I was participating in the classes I was taking. So here's what I'm going to say to you. Worship is meant to change you. You need to be here, but it is possible to come here and not participate. It is possible to come here and not participate. And that is not God's goal for your life, that you would show up and check a box. God's goal isn't that you would come and you would just sit in the pew and you would fight the nods. Like, that's not the deal. That's not the deal. So what does it mean to participate in church? I wrote down a few things. Uh, I, I think it means actively singing. Because singing is part of worship. I know it's weird. I got you. Like, it's weird, right? It's weird. It can be weird. Sometimes, sometimes maybe we don't have the vocals turned up high enough on the person on stage, and then you're like, oh, I hear myself, and I don't like my voice. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It says make a joyful noise to the Lord. That's what it says. God actually commands. He said, sing to me all the earth, Right? And so it's just part of what we do. I, I, I get it. It doesn't happen anywhere else. That's what makes this special. Because you don't walk into Schlotzky's and bust out in song. Right? You, you, you don't show up at work and be like, so glad to see you. Well, I do. But nobody else does uh, in the world. I sing weird stuff all day long. I do. Uh, but but that's, like, that's what makes this sacred. So you've got to show up and you've got to really sing. Uh, you've got to actively listen. 
So how do I, how do, I do that? Taking notes helps, right? Uh, went out to eat with my kids, part of their Christmas present. We're going to take them to a special place to eat. So we show up to this special restaurant. The food was great. Service, eh. um, And I always know, because I used to wait tables, when the person comes up to my table and they, they, they don't bring the pad, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. Write it down. Don't try to show me that you have the best memory known to man, because they always forget something. Please write it down. Write it on your hand. Just make me feel better. Write it on a napkin. I don't care. Here, let me write it down for you. Here's my order. Uh, like, oh. guess what? Same thing's true at church. Uh, pastors get together and we talk sometimes. One of the rolling jokes with pastors is it's always fun at the end of service for somebody to tell you, great job, pastor. Or, or, pastor, I really enjoyed that message. Because that happens all the time. And one guy said, have you ever asked somebody what they enjoyed about the message when they say that? And I was like, no, that's awkward. He goes, dude, you should. You'd be surprised how many people don't know because they weren't really paying attention. They heard a few words, didn't actively participate, didn't actively listen, didn't take notes. And, and we wonder why our people aren't leaving change, looking more like Jesus. Hello? Okay. So, we print notes. We have digital notes. These things are important. You can bring your own notebook. Uh, like anything. We just want you to actively listen, okay? Uh, actively fellowshipping. Fellowshipping means uh, like greeting one another in the name of the Lord. Talking about life. Uh, speaking of talking about things, uh, about deep community, right? So, so uh, I wrote down actively discussing the things of God. That's part of worship. Actively discussing the things of God, uh, a.k.a. what we're learning about, kind of what we're doing here. So I'll, I'll let you behind the curtain on our process. Um, I, don't, I don't know, remember when it was, but not too, too long ago, we decided that everything we do here, everything we do from our kids' ministry all the way up to our adult ministry will have uh, a time for active discussion about what you've learned. Everything. All right? So if you, if you walk into our, our kids' program, you actually see kids huddled together sometimes, like talking about, talking about what they learn. Kids, right? So adults, huddle together with somebody and talk about what you've learned. So we, we do that in our discipleship classes. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what age group you're in. There's going to be some time of discussion because we believe that, again, here's our core belief. We threw it up last week. That transformation comes through the Word of God in community. Transformation comes through the Word of God in community. We dig into the Word together, but then we're changed best by community. So worship involves community. And so we talk about the things of God. All right? So for us, listen to me. Part of your active participation in worship, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, we intentionally, every single week, stop everything we're doing, talk about the message together as a staff, and we write down questions that we think will help you do this very thing. Spur one another on to love and good deeds. What, what, what would spur them on to think deeper about the things of God that they might be changed and not just come and, and, and you know, be Jason pre-hope uh, going to college? How do, how do we get them to be active participants? So, so part of it, now if you grabbed our, our hard uh, copy notes, our printed notes, um, they don't have discussion questions on them, but those are sent out uh, online. And even on the hard notes, there's a QR symbol. And if you open up those digital notes at the very bottom, there are discussion questions. Take them home. Talk about them as a couple. Talk about them as a family. Talk about them when you go out to lunch with some other people. All right? 
the goal is transformation. It's going to happen through community. So uh, what do we do when we, we start to understand that we're changed through worship? Um, worship is supposed to happen in community. And, uh, and, and so uh, let me give you these things, and I will let you go, uh, go do something. Hopefully join us for some Bible study. All right, number one, uh, I think when we hear this message, um, we are challenged to embrace worship, uh, to embrace worship. All right? Make it important in your life. If, if you're hearing my words this morning and, and you haven't been doing that, change. Change. That's the point. Spiritual transformation. Uh, I get into these habits where, where I, I, I love, I love to, to sing to the Lord. And, uh, and I know we're talking about community worship. There's also private worship. Like what you do in your car if you've got a long drive. Uh, and, and I would much rather listen to worship music. But occasionally I find myself, you know, I'll get on some kind of talk radio thing or a podcast. And then I'm listening to that. And I realize I'm not in as good of a mood when I'm listening to that stuff. Right? I'm just not quite the same person. So, so we're, embrace worship. Embrace the thought of community worship, which is the second point. Get back in community. Get back in it, right? Back. And you say, well, I don't know what back looks like. Well, what were you doing before? I, I know we've had some crazy things. Maybe you were in a small group. Maybe it's time to think about, hey, should we start up a small group again? Should we have some people meet in our home? We have the questions. They're provided by the staff every week. We've got something to talk about. Um, there's ways that we could do that. If we're not comfortable being in homes, let's go meet at the park and do it. Let's be outdoors and air can blow things away, right? Um, it, it's, it's hugely, hugely, hugely important. Uh, and and can, I just, can I just pause for a second and say I know there's some fear attached to that right now, still. Anybody feel that? Anybody feel some anxiety about community? Come on. It's hard not to, right? If you watch the news, it's hard not to. And, and I'm, so I'm not going to tell you this is, this is apolitical. I don't care who you vote for. It's not political. Here's where I'm landing. Uh, I've, I've done, I, I don't care if you're vaccinated or non-vaccinated. I am. I'm probably going to get my booster. Uh, like, do, I'm not telling you you have to. That's not, this is not about that. Here's what this is about. Uh, I have landed on the point that I've decided the Lord's going to take me home when the Lord takes me home. And what I don't want to do is miss time with you. What I don't want to do is miss time with family. That's what I don't want to do. If I could live 100 years, but that 100 years had to be on an island in isolation, I don't want that. Can I just be honest? I, I want people. I want to love people. Till the day I die. That's what I want to do. I just, I just want to be around people. And I, I, I'm a better person when I'm around people. That's who I am. I, I want to challenge you. I, I think that's true of most people. Now, I know some of you are introverts. I'm not talking about introvert versus extrovert. I'm talking about the fact that you need community. Your community may be smaller than that. That's okay. But, man, get in biblical community. You need it. You need it. We spur one another on to love and good deeds. That's what we do. Okay, lastly, uh, I would challenge you, number three, application-wise, all right, to regularly and actively participate in church services. Maybe you're one of those that hasn't, um, and, and you've just been like, I'm not doing it, not doing it. I didn't grow up doing that. I grew up, I came to church, we didn't take notes. They didn't have notes. We made our own pencils back in the day. We went out to the... And then we had to find charcoal. Like, I get it. That's cool, man. I'm so glad you have that skill. Um, write something down, right? Write it down. You made the pencil so you could write something down. That's why they were made. Uh, and so I just, I just want to encourage you. It, it makes no sense to me that in every other aspect of life, every other aspect of life where we lack knowledge, we write things down. And then we come to church and we're like, nope, I'm good. This is the one place we have proven time and time again we are not good. Amen? Amen? Anybody else? I'm the only one? Like, this is the one place we've proven over and over again. Oh, Lord, I need some help. 
every person should be writing down everything. Oh my gosh, God, I don't have enough room to write all this stuff down. Like we should all be, like we should all be actively showing up and singing. It should just happen, right? It should just happen. Participation. Why? Because I know more than you know that I need change. And you know more than I know that you need change. And now we all know that God intends that change to happen largely through worship in community. All right? So let's do something about it. All right? Pray with me this morning. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word, which is true and good and right and awesome. Uh, God, help us take it, receive it, and, and leave discussing it, talking about you, talking about your kingdom, talking about these things that we might be transformed into your image. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.